If you listen to the show, you know that I laugh often and easily, and laughter really is the best medicine. And the exciting thing is there's some actual science behind that. If you listen to the show, you also know that I'm big on science. So what a wonderful thing to laugh. And joining us today is a fantastic Dr. David Friedman. He is an international award-winning, number one best-selling author of Food Sanity, a doctor of naturopathy, a clinical nutritionist, a chiropractic neurologist, and part-time comedian. Today, we're talking about his fantastic book, Funny Bones, True Tales of a Chiropractor That Will Crack You Up. Dr. Friedman, welcome to Health Power. Oh, great to be here. Okay, so I love wordplay as well. You know, when I was reading your book, I kept thinking about my father-in-law, who is like the punniest man that I know. So I'm going to jump right in. You've got punchlines and wit, and I would love this one. You write, the patient says, I do not want a doctor delivering my baby. I prefer a midwife, but none of them in town are accepting new patients. And you say, it sounds like you're having a midwife crisis. Gosh, that's so funny. So, <laughs> when did you first notice that you were you had this wit about you and, and, and that you enjoyed doing puns? It sounds like I think you said since uh, you were in the in your mom's belly that the doctor said something about that. Oh, yeah. It was before I was born. The doctor found out my mom was <laughs> pregnant and told her she had a pun in the oven. so it it goes way back and you know what i miss those days i had a womb with a view (laughs) nice waterbed relaxing and then i pop out this bright light and i got spanked what did i do i got hit. i know right boom i love this one too patient i previously broke my back in two places me stop going to those places So do you have a lot of these interactions with patients? I mean, I read the book, but tell people who are listening and they got to get the book too, by the way. Yeah, pretty much uh, every day I get patients who uh, who come in and they say, uh, you know, your adjustments are free. I'm paying you for the jokes. So my treatments are free. <laughs> And they have been free for over 30 years. I, they just, I just charge for the humor. <laughs> and I undercharge according to them. So it, they get a good deal. What got me into it is, is you know, I, I read about Hippocrates, the father of medicine, said, you know, uh, food is medicine. So I wrote a book on healthy eating, did my part there. And then I read about a renowned surgeon from the 13th century named Dr. Mendelvey that coined the phrase, no, laughter is the best medicine. So I said, all right, I'll write the ultimate LOL prescription. And that's where I came up with funny bones. And I'm now known as the only whole holistic doctor that leaves his patients in stitches. (laughs) And I'm always talking behind patients' backs. I have a nasty habit of that as well. (laughs) Well, you've had some pretty impressive patients. Tell us about Robin Williams and how he pranked you. Yeah, that was interesting. So, you know, we share a lot of mutual pranks back and forth with patients and they on me and me on them. And it's a lot of fun. But yeah, Robin Williams, I worked on Patch Adams, the uh, Golden Globe nominated uh, movie that uh, was about a renowned doctor that brought laughter, ironically, laughter into patients' lives. And I got to thank Patch Adams for his inspiration on my show. So he's one that inspired me 25 years ago that it's okay to be funny and it doesn't derail you from being a good doctor. And he really opened my eyes. But anyway, so I'm working on Rob Williams. He's a little quiet that day and he points to his neck. And so I lay him down, I feel the neck. And I right when I realigned his neck, I turn it and I felt this crunch in my hands. And Robin falls to the ground. He starts to quiver and shake and his hands and he starts to go, you broke my neck. I think you broke my neck. My neck's broken. I'm thinking, oh my God, what did I do? Oh my God, oh my God. And he gets up, he smiles, he puts his tongue out. He had a piece of peppermint in his mouth that he bit 
just in perfect timing and he got me so good. And it, after the fear wore off, I uh, finally had uh, uh, tears rolling down my pants. <laughs> well, you have, yeah. you are, you take it well. I would have been like, get the hell. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> you, that must have been so scary. Because he's such a good actor, you know. You're like, holy crap! Oh yeah, happened? oh yeah. Remind me. So J.J. Walker, remember Dynamite? The, the you know. Oh, uh, I yeah, love yeah, him. J- of Jimmy, course, Jimmy Walker. So he gets adjustment. He comes crawling out, crawling out, face down in the waiting room. Oh, oh, I can't move. I can't. And all the patients' mouths are open. They they see this, you know, this poor guy crying. He's in pain, and he jumps up and he smiles. He goes, "Just kidding. That adjustment was spinomite." <laughs> 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 and then everybody realized who he was and they start cracking up. And they're like, oh, I could walk before I came in here. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That is so funny. You know, you you write in the book, quote, one of my favorite celebrity patients that I've ever had the privilege of treating as a late, great Andy Griffith. Our relationship turned into a wonderful friendship and he will be missed forever. Tell us about him and, and your relationship, if you don't uh, mind. No, it was great. And, you know, it's sad every Christmas because he used to call me every Christmas morning and Aww. I don't get that call from Andy. What what a neat, neat guy. And uh so down to earth, drove his own little pickup truck in there and he'd walk into the way. Now you got to remember, I'm from North Carolina, which is where Mayberry, North, you know, that's Andy Griffith's state. Yeah, You know, that's where it was modeled. So he's kind of iconic in my state. So he would walk in and every time he'd come in, he would say to the receptionist, yeah, this is Andy Griffith. Here to see Dr. Freeman. And that last name spelled G-R-I-F-F-I. Like we didn't know who he was. <laughs> Every time he'd come in, he introduced and spell his name for us. Isn't that cute? <laughs> that's like that's like the, the the that's like the Pope having to kind of spell his name for the Catholic Church. We know who you are. <laughs> yeah, that is so great. You know, I love too in the book you have punny patients, and so you have some of these patients having some pretty good puns. A patient, how common is lower back pain? You say four out of five people suffer from back pain, and patient says so one person enjoys it. <laughs> <laughs> I also love the Dr. Friedman. I started a new job and I'm really nervous about the 401k, their 401k. And you say, why is that a bad thing? And the patient says, with my back, I can't even run a 5k, but I'm bumped. <laughs> <laughs> and these are true stories. Uh, my, yeah. my, my favorite one though, is the, uh, the one where patient had carpal tunnel syndrome and she said, anything I could take for it. And then, by the way, that's when you wake up and your hands are numb and you shake them. Yeah. And I recommended B6, which is great for it. So she, she comes back two weeks later. I said, how's the wrist doing? She says, I'm angry with you, Dr. Friedman. I said, why? She says, I took that B6 and I was up all night and it didn't help my wrist pain. I said, well, that's weird because B6 helps you sleep at night. What what kind, what brand did you take? She said, oh, I didn't have to go out and get another brand. I already had B12 at home. I bro- cut it in half and I took a B6. I said, well, B12 <laughs> keeps you up all night. She said, you didn't hear me. I didn't take a B12. I cut it in half. I took a B6. <laughs> at least she's good at math, right? Yeah, that <laughs> yes. is really funny. True story. You know, I think if you think about it, well, you and me know nutrition, but right. basically I've been, like, half of a 12 is a six. So I could kind of see it. It sounds funny, but <laughs> yeah, that actually is very, very interesting. One of my favorites was farts happen because it seems like whenever I go to the chiropractor, I always have to fart and I'm like, oh God, how do I, he's going to push. And then I just, you know, and he's great. And, you know, I mean, he's just a wonderful man. And so we just laugh, but it's still kind of embarrassing. And one of the things that cracked me up is you write, quote, during the pandemic, a patient told me I used to cough in public to hide my farts, but since everyone is so worried about COVID-19, now I fart in public to hide my coughs. 
<laughs> what are some funny stories? I mean, you shared them in the book, but I will, uh, first I got to say kudos for you being the first female host to ask me about farts. Take it back. There was, there was one more because you know, farts are funny, mostly the guy, but there are some, there, there are some females that, that laugh and they also cut wind as well. My daughter and I crack up about <laughs> farts all the time. Like <laughs> they're funny, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm seeing more people farting now than ever because let's face it. It's the only gas most people can afford. <laughs> but you know as you mentioned it can be embarrassed so it's like do i ignore it <clears throat> do we just go on and some people cough or change the subject but sometimes they bring it up oops sorry i apologize and then it's like oh i gotta i gotta acknowledge it because she's brought it up or he brought it up so there's been a lot of funny things from back and forth with me uh what I, one comes to mind a, a teacher she, she was uh from the university she farted and i said you told me you were a teacher and she said i am i work at the university i, I replied well that sounded like more like it came out of a tutor to me. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then, uh, oh, what was the other one? Oh, the, um, oh, the, the, this one, kids will have a, a patient pass gash and said, oh, that sounded like a piglet fart. And I asked, <laughs> I said, why do you call it that? He said, because piglet is always hanging out with poo. <laughs> oh, my God. That is adorable. <laughs> it's so funny. You know, I um, having written a, a book on sex, I love this one in your section, Potty Mouth. Me, your blood pressure is extremely high. You could have a stroke at any time, patient. So you're telling me I can masturbate whenever I want to? Will you please let my wife know it's okay? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Oh, what that reminds me of one. He says, uh, he, the guy came in, he had blood, high blood pressure. I said, uh, uh, does your blood pressure run in your family? He said, yeah. I said, is it your mom's or dad's side? He said, neither. It's my wife's side. And I said, uh, you can't get high blood pressure from your wife's family. He said, you haven't met them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, is... I can. <laughs> yes. So the book is funny. I don't want to give too much away because people have to get it. But there's great stuff and so many funny things in the book. Let's talk about the health benefits. Tell us about the immune boosting effects of laughter. Uh, great question, because now's the time everybody's reaching for the vitamin C and the echinacea tea. They're worried it's flu season, it's cold season, it's cold. That's when people tend to get <clears throat> sicker. So, you know, I basically say, no, instead of doing that, you should uh, get a copy of my book or watch the Comedy Channel, because research shows yeah. that it stimulates the immune system. There's one by the Journal of Rheumatology that says laughter decreases inflammation and increases infectious fighting antibodies. There's another great study in the International Journal of Molecular Medicine. They determined that the natural killer cell activity was higher in the group watching funny videos compared to the controls. So it helps your immune system. And, you know, heart disease, we hear, oh, number two, no, it's number one. It's number one cause of death. And yeah. we're told they got to watch your diet, got to exercise. <clears throat> Maybe these folks are just in need of some knock-knock jokes because according to the International <laughs> Journal of Cardiology, there is, and I quote, an inverse association between a sense of humor and coronary heart disease. So that wow. means a good chuckle can lower your risk of having a heart attack or stroke. Laughing also improves arterial compliance and vascular endothelial function. So it's really got some science. I was shocked by the science. And, you know, cancer is number two cause of death. And the complementary alternative medical journal says that it decreases your risk of cancer cells growing when you laugh. Brain health. It's, uh, oh, man, there's cognitive improvement before and after MRI studies showing it improves brain function. But my favorite one was the Vanderbilt University study showing how laughing at just one joke can burn up to 40 calories. So for wow. Yeah, so what? So we, we count calories all day. People count how many steps they walk. No, count how many times you laugh. 
That's what you need to be counting. <laughs> no wonder I'm in such good shape. No. <laughs> you know, I've been watching uh, King of Queens. Actually, uh-huh. it, uh, not to toot Peacock's horn or anything, but it's a it's pretty cheap monthly subscription. And that show just cracks me up. And it's so fun to laugh. Uh, you know, and I, I laugh often and regularly. And I uh, I take cannabis once in a while. I take an edible. I don't smoke. Uh-huh. And I'll do it once a month. And I'll take enough where everything is funny. And my husband will roll his eyes. And I'm on the couch just laughing hysterically over nothing for like two hours. I feel such an incredible stress relief after that. What do you think of that? Yeah, no, that's great. That's a long time to laugh because uh, did you know if you hit just 20 second mark when you're having a good belly laugh, it's equivalent to doing 100 sit-ups. So you are if it, you are like doing a year's worth of gym when you're chewing these edibles. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to play this for him. And you know, it's interesting. So when you do sit-ups, it's only the, uh, the, the external muscles. When you laugh, it's the intrinsic core muscles. So you're actually getting a better workout because you're shaking and that's the core. When you laugh, oh. when you're just doing the sit-ups, it's just the external and that's your six pack you want that deep deep viscera fat to disappear and that's the key with laughter so yeah so kudos to you and you know think about this laughing no matter who you are what race what political side that you fall no matter black white whatever whatever you look like whether you're he she that we love to laugh it's the common denominator that links us and studies show that we actually laughed before we spoke millions of years ago scientists have proven that was the original form of communication before we knew how to communicate and think now a baby's born just two weeks old he can laugh and giggle now you might be saying well that's because maybe he saw somebody do it no Oh, a baby that's born blind and deaf still laughs and giggles. So it's something that's within us. It's something that is intrinsic. So I'm trying to bind that, bring it back to laughing for everybody. And let's face it, people are drawn to hilarity. What do you remember after the Super Bowl? What what commercials? The funny ones. Right. Right. Oh, Those are the ones that stay in your mind. So we learn better. And as I mentioned with, you know, the different types of laughter is medicine. I wrote a neuroanatomy textbook and I taught neurology. And I still to this day, over three decades later, get doctors that bump into me and said, you know, your funny songs, your mnemonics and your jokes between the left brain, right brain is how I passed neurology and how I got my license. It's such a tough topic. And I made it fun because the brain remembers more when it's laughing and humor is injected. So it helps improve cognitive function. And boy, there's so much study. I'm, I'm finishing up a blog post. I know Newsmax just did a nice article on it where they interviewed me and they only touched upon it. I've got an in-depth, oh, wait, do you see the research? Hundreds of studies showing laughter really is the best medicine. It's not just a cliche. Well, you know, when you were talking about this, the laughter, it made me think of that line from Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, or it might just be Crosby, Stills, and Nash. If you smile at me, I will understand, because that is what everybody everywhere does in the same language. I think that's such 100%. a brilliant line. Yeah. And, you know, people can hear a smile. So I tell people, you know, if you're in a bad mood, smile, fake it, put a little smiley face, uh, have a cup that has your coffee in it with a smiley face. And, and that's something I really want to bring up. I, and, and nobody's asked me this in these shows because it's I love podcasts because we can we can go back and forth. I've been doing yeah. TV and radio and it's like these quick little bullet points. But what I want to stress to everybody is people say, Doc, this is great. Yeah, laughter is great. I'm, I'm, I just lost my house. I just lost a family member. Uh, Times are tough. Uh, inflation, I can't afford you. What's there to laugh about? And I'll share a story. I had a patient who I usually see in the morning come at the end of the day 
And I said, what are you here doing at the end of the day? You're never here so late. He said, because I just had to know if you're as happy at the end of the day as you are at the end of the day. And he quickly discovered I'm more energized, more happy after a long day at work. And he said, I don't get it. Do you ever have a bad day, Dr. Friedman? And I told him, I get bad news. I deal with hardships. I deal with family losses and struggles, just like everyone else. The difference is I don't let my struggles define me. See, the same boiling water that softens a potato can also harden an egg. It's all about what you're made of, not the circumstances that determine whether you have a good day or a bad day. And here's the great news. If you're having a bad day and you continue to smile, the brain eventually can't tell the difference. So the saying that I came up with is keep faking it until you partake in it because the brain gets fooled. And guess what? It releases tiny molecules called neuropeptides that help fight off stress. Then other neurotransmitters like dopamine, serotonin, endorphins come into play. So if somebody annoys you, just smile because guess what? That'll cause that person to have a bad day, not you. (laughs) (laughs) don't let them ruin your day so fake it and like i said how do you do it put a smiley face look at memes don't look at bad news don't check messages in the morning wake up look at something funny turn on comedy central instead of the morning news try that oh yes oh yeah i love looking at funny things online i mean and one of the things my daughter and i love to do is we'll just throughout the day text each other funny things and it it really helps because especially if you're having a hard moment like it distracts you from that and it, it reminds you to you know put that smile on your face do you know much about laughter yoga i did an interview last year uh, people should check it out not now obviously but on uh, health power what a fun thing and at first you have to fake it that's why i thought of it they're like you're not yeah, really exactly. laughing you're just like <laughs> But you're doing this with a group and eventually it just is kind of funny. And then you're like really laughing. Oh, yeah. There's some big research on laughing yoga. That's part of my article. I'm writing an in-depth oh, one. And nice. I include a lot of the laughing yoga because you're right. And it's it goes with, you know, just faking it until you partake in it. And it, it, it's, you know, I, I've, you know, I've had bad times. I'll go to work and I say, it's not fair. I'm not putting my hands on a patient. They didn't come here for this. I've got to snap out of it. And I'll, I'll just, I'll go in the back room and I'll just laugh and smile. I might've lost a family member, but it's not fair for me to go in there with tears and then ruin their day. And the next person, that's not what they're coming to see me for. And you know, it's right. interesting in 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I fool my brain. I'm in a good mood. It's like, wow, there I am. I'm back. So oh, it's an exercise fantastic. I do. And you know what? You deal with stress better because what does stress also cause? cortisol and cortisol causes belly fat. So people are like, so back to the weight loss, you know, and that actually helps reduce stress. And you've interviewed a lot of doctors. I've interviewed a lot of doctors. And the one thing that everyone agrees on is stress is a catalyst to all disease, cancer, absolutely, diabetes, overeating, obesity, uh, 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 depression. I mean, it goes on. So if you can laugh and laughter reduces stress, wow, we kind of almost have the cure for everything. <laughs> laughter. Kudos to you for actually reading the book. I get people that, that are just interviewing me and they're just wanting to talk about chiropractic. And I, that's great. But you've you actually, you, you've experienced Oh, no, I always it. read the books. Oh, that's, that's amazing. <laughs> it's what I'm known for. And, and you know what? You, you and me have that in common as well. And I, and, and, you know, I take pride in really researching my guests and kudos to you for that. And I've been on shows where, oh, they don't even know the name of the book. They don't even, they mix who are you again? They miss my name up. And it's like, you know, I, me being on the other side of the microphone, I'm like, shame on you because you owe it to the guest to at least give a little bit of time. Don't have to read a whole book, but at least review a little bit before you interview them to know the name. So kudos to you. Cause I'm, I'm just like you. I like to really, and I've had, I love it. Love it. When we hang up and the guest said, 
you asked me some amazing questions no one's asked. And isn't that what, nice? Isn't that nice? And they say, such a great interview. And you know what? Those are the people that are promoted to their social media. So I get Matthew McConaughey, I get famous people that have interviewed. And if you really don't, they want to share that. And yeah. they don't always share their interviews, but if you can touch that or William Shatner, they'll share it with their, their tribe. And it's so I, I think it behooves everybody to, to be prepared. So that, that's great for that as well. And, you know, and I like to not really look at old interviews they've done because I don't ask them the same questions. I want to be unique. So I like to pull out different oh, questions. That's what makes it fun. Well, you know, I am, I am curious about the chiropractic, excuse me, let me say that again, chiropractic neurology. Tell us what that is, what that's about, and how you got into that. Yeah, so it's interesting. I had a herniated disc, and a chiropractor saved me from surgery. My father, his father, his father were medical doctors, so I broke that medical train there by going to chiropractic college and unbeknownst to me i'm going to school longer than my dad i'm getting more education it takes more neurology more anatomy more x-ray than the basic medical doctor but then you can take it to another level so now that you've got your degree just like a medical doctor can be a pediatrician get a little advanced training he could be an orthopedic so can a chiropractor chiropractic can be an orthopedist i'm a neurologist i went extra three years to be a chiropractic neurologist that's my field some do pediatrician some do veterinary chiropractic. So it's just that next phase beyond when you graduate. And it's the same thing as the medical field. And people don't realize we learn from the same books, same could actually take it back. I had more cadaver lab than my father. He was shocked. I went two wow. years of cadaver lab. I think he told me he had like not even six months. So oh, we right. actually dissect more anatomy than they do in the medical school. So it's really neat. And then, like I said, you just find your niche. You're in there. You go, I love children. All right, I'm going to be a pediatric chiropractor or a geriatric chiropractic. So really, it's kind of nice because you can find where it, where it drives you. And, and neurology has always fascinated me. And, uh, that, you know, that's why my patients say I'm always getting on their nerves because I'm a neurologist. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when I think of neurology, I think of things like ADHD and uh, autism and, and other things like that. Is, is there something like if you, let's say you have a teenager with ADHD, would getting them regular chiropractic care help with that? Or am I on the right track? Oh, yeah, it definitely can. Here's what I tell people. If you go to chiropractic and, and he realigns, gets the nerves flowing better, traveling next to that nerve, there's an artery. Traveling next to that, there's a vein. It's called neurovascular bundle. You've got the lymphatic system. So getting chiropractic is stimulating all of that throughout the body. How can you not benefit by having ADD or ADHD? Or maybe you're suffering from Alzheimer's. And maybe you're wouldn't it benefit you by getting those nerves firing to the body? I'm not saying it cures, but isn't it giving it a benefit? Giving it that extra little boost that if you have stomach problems, hey, let's get that nerve from the spine to the stomach flowing better. Maybe your stomach will get better. So to answer your question, that's what keeps my practice exciting is the people that do have the ADD that get better. The people that come and see you know, my blood pressure is better. What could it be? Oh, wow. I said, come in here, I'm working on your neck. What's my neck got to do with blood pressure? I said, let's look at Gray's Anatomy. See that nerve going from the neck goes to the heart. We're freeing that nerve signal down. I'm not treating your blood pressure. You're here for headaches. That's a nice side effect, isn't it? He goes, yeah, I couldn't believe it. I'm coming down on my blood pressure meds. My doc says it's, it's going too low, so cut back. So I see it all the time. It keeps it exciting. And you know what? I feel for the dentist because it's decay, decay. It's not a whole lot of variety. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. It's a Ooh, toothache. More decay. Hey, what's wrong with toothache? Toothache. How about you, sir? Toothache. <laughs> and you, my tooth is hurting. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, how did you become the chiropractor to the stars? Like I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of celebrities. I've even kept in touch with a few that I've made like nice connections with. But uh, how, how did this happen? Uh, basically, it started where now the Wilmington, North Carolina, which was uh, number one for filming beyond L.A. for many, many years. Oh. And it started where I worked on the assistant uh, secretary to the makeup artist. And then I would work up the assistant to the makeup artist. And then I'd hit the makeup oh. artist. Every film, I would kind of dive up to the assistant AD, which is the assistant directors, and then the assistant director. And then it brought into the director and producer and now I start from the top. So anytime a film comes in there, it begins from the top. And, you know, film industry, they work so many, many, many hours. I mean, it's not unusual for 18-hour days. I mean, it's oh, wow. a long, long, and I've been on set. I've seen how they work and sometimes just without breaks. So these guys need chiropractic care. They're physical. They're standing. They're lifting. They're in freezing cold weather. I mean, a guy I worked on The Crow with Brandon Lee, and I, it, it was a 20, 25 degrees. He had no shirt on, and it's raining. And he kept doing this scene over and over, shivering. And I'm there with four jackets on, gloves. And well, who am I to say I'm cold? I felt guilty because I'm cold. I'm like, I'm cold. Look at Brandon Lee in this cold, cold rain. But, you know, these are troopers. These actors really push themselves. So that's how it began. And like you said, a lot of them I've become friends with. John Travolta's one. I've been to his house. So what a neat guy. Let me tell you. We go, we go to a restaurant. He thanks the chef. We go to a movie. He's walked up the stairs to thank the projectionist for the great job. Oh, who, thinks so nice. of, who thinks of that person? I, I don't think of that person. You know what he told me? He said that that person is just as important as the director to my movies because without him, nobody's seen my movies. That's, That's awesome. And so super nice guys. So, yeah, and, you know, share a couple things in the book about him as well. But, you know, it, it's neat because they can let loose and there's a lot of comedy involved there as well. Oh, I got to share what one was funny with Meatloaf. I share my Meatloaf story. I don't know if yeah. you saw that in the book. <laughs> it's tough to pick my favorite, but that was kind of cool. He worked with Patrick Swayze in the movie Black Dog. And uh, one day I got a message that he wanted to come in after hours for treatment. So I told my office manager, I'm going to be staying late today for meatloaf. She scratched her head. She said, here at the clinic? I said, yeah, it'll be around 7 o'clock right after we close. And she said, you being such a health nut, I didn't think you were a fan. I said, oh, yeah, I grew up in the 80s and meatloaf was a big part of that decade. And my office manager, she said, what's so great about plain old meatloaf? And I said, let me sleep on it. I'll give you an answer in the morning. She said, you can't tell me now. <laughs> I said, I, I said, and also oh, a two out of three ain't bad. And with a total frustrated look, she put her hand in the air and she says, just forget I asked. I hope you enjoy your dinner. And she walked away. <laughs> obviously, uh, yeah, obviously she didn't know who Meatloaf was. It was funny. Oh like, my gosh. That is hysterically <laughs> funny. Oh my God. That is really funny. You know, I was looking at your website. And I am so impressed you do all these great blogs. I would love to have you on regularly if you're interested, because yeah, first of all, I know it's not watermelon season, but I'm like obsessed. So I want you to come back and talk in the summer about picking the perfect watermelon. You've got potatoes ranked by how healthy they are. You've got Dr. Dubuque's strategies to avoid getting sick, uh, six popular health gimmicks you should avoid. I mean, you are just a busy, busy guy. And you've got your own podcast, which you do great preparation for. As a matter of fact, I'd love to be on. Maybe we can chat. Yeah, about that'd be great. That'd be my good. book. Yeah. And yeah, you've just been doing a lot of great stuff. Yeah, I am a busy guy, but if I was a mushroom, I'd be a fun guy. <laughs> 
a little shady, but I'm still a fun guy. <laughs> you are that. You are a fun guy. By the way, did you see Fantastic Fungi on Netflix? It's no, amazing. no. Oh, I interviewed the uh, director of the movie, Louis Schwartzberg, and it's a phenomenal film. Not only do you learn a ton about mushrooms and how important they are, but the they have that beautiful photography where you know it shows like the seed and the whole thing comes up, and it's just I don't know what it's called, but it's amazing. It's just. I yeah, highly I recommend some, it. I did some research on that, how it's basically the life force of the earth. It was really neat how it kind of speaks to the trees, right? Is that yeah. just going to that? Yeah, it was interesting. I didn't see that Ooh. show, but I did read an article how it's like the communication between trees and it's like, it's not just, you know, something that it's deeper than we thought. Oh, it's a whole other world. It's just fascinating. Yeah. So what are your go, do you have like go-to TV shows that you maybe you liked as a kid or movies or things that you want to watch when you really want to laugh a lot? Hmm. Lately, no. It's just been uh, diving in rather than laugh. I'll write. And people say, what books should you read? And I have to read, obviously, for the, the, the show. But it's like, if I've got free time and I don't have to read, I write because it's, 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 I'd rather create than read somebody else's work. I remember I, I won first place in poetry. It was my first first award and wow. as i and as i went up there i was young i was a kid it says who inspires you what poetry do you read and i said to the group i've never read a book of poems in my life and they said really i said yeah i don't want to copy i i don't want to mimic i wanted to be unique and they said wow no wonder yours is something that we've never seen before so it's it's so basically yeah i mean when i have some free time i'll, I'll juggle but i'll be honest when i'm i'm so busy i'm so in depth with what i do with books and my show and 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 patience and running a nutrition company and and all that that i want to just watch something stupid like seinfeld <laughs> Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, no, a show about nothing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Tell us about your nutrition company. Yeah, well, that was uh, the Choose for Health. And through the pandemic, we had some issues with uh, with dealing with the uh, getting the ingredients and the containers and all that. So another oh, company's taking it over. So hands off with that one. So that's a that's a big 13-year uh, headache. It's where I got my gray gray hairs. So basically, uh -huh. the international company I had to deal with international law, and we set up corporations all around the country. It was a, it was it took away from the health part of it. So I'm glad I'm not there. It wasn't about helping people. It was more about the the legalities and the international laws and the stuff I hate. That's that that's that's not for me. Oh, yeah, I totally hear you there. Well, was there anything else you wanted to add today? I mean, this has been so much fun and people definitely need to get your book, Funny Bones. I mean, I I was cracking up and like I said, I'm going to I'm going to get a copy for my father-in-law because he can't have mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love him, but <laughs> it's mine. No, I think the big thing is, is, is the stress is about stress. I always hear people how stressed they are. Right. And the, when the body stress, it fuels disease. But when we laugh, the brain releases molecules that reduce stress. So everybody's talking about how stressed they are. And you, all it takes, as you said, you said you, you, when you laugh and you say, it's like your world changes. And it happens so fast. It's so much of a chemical re uh, release that it's, and you feel great after it's lingering. So yeah, it's it not just short lived. And, and, you know, and one thing I'll share this is we need to get our laughter back. And I love saying the word back because we, we used to have it. And I'll share one thing and this will, this will be a good, good thing to close on. Um, so it was Facebook. I got a message. Oh, four years ago today, you showed this picture. And I go, oh, that was funny. It was a woman bending forward, tying her shoe, an older lady. And you all you could see is the top of her head and had glasses, sunglasses, and a barrette. And it looked like a Muppet. So I wrote, doesn't this look like a Muppet tying his shoes? And everybody <laughs> laughed. It was cute. And I posted it again. Oh, boy, have things changed. How dare you, Dr. Friedman, make fun of that older lady. That's elder abuse. I should turn you in. Oh. I'm unfriending you. You should be ashamed of yourself. 
shame on you, shame on you. What if you were her grandson? What if you were that lady and you saw people laughing at your expense? What if this, what, and I, guess what? I screenshotted the original, the original four years ago. And guess what? The same people that were ridiculing me today laughed about the laughed about it four years ago. They said they had a sense of humor then. And I wrote back and I said, shame on you for losing your sense of humor. This woman wouldn't recognize the top of her head if she saw it online, let alone her grandson. And she, if she did, she'd probably laugh and say, it does look like a Muppet. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> it's so funny. And it's sad that 21 pages of my book, you read my book, it's cute, yes. clean little humor. Oh, and totally. tw 21 pages was, was crossed out by the editor. You can't say that. That'll get you in trouble. You can't what? say that. Oh, not only that. So, so I contact Howie Mandel. I wanted to get a, a, a kudos from him. And, and he can't. Jay Leno, they can't. Because if there's one little thing in my book that maybe stirs people the wrong way and their name is associated somehow, some way with it, they could lose their career. I had oh both gosh. of them on my show. And both Jay Leno and Howie Mandel said they're afraid to do stand-up com comedy. Because that night they say, oh, my God, did I say something that could make me lose my job? And Howie's an improv. He's scared. Oh, He's yeah. nervous wreck. He's like three in the morning. Did I say anything wrong? And that's sad. If you're it is comedian sad. and funny, it shouldn't be. Oh, what did you say? So that's what I want to leave it. I want to tell people, please bring your comedy back. You used to have it. I say the word back because everybody has sense of humor. Sure. Now you're like on guard. Are you allowed yeah. to say that? Come on. It's just. All right. Can cleaning. you send me those 27? Yeah. Things that <laughs> I've actually yeah, had people. Your... No, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm actually going to give well, that to a select, pe select few people. And you're going to go. Why didn't they, why didn't they cross that one out? Oh. And there's one they crossed out that I snuck in at the very last chapter. I think it's the last joke on there. I snuck it in there and they didn't. Oh, so oh, good. Well, I'm glad they left the <laughs> masturbation one in. I mean, my goodness. Can we just be adults? Yeah, be adults. Yeah. <laughs> it's all in fun. <laughs> all right. Well, Dr. David Friedman, where do we find all of your great work? So much to look at. It's fabulous. Yeah, you can Andrew find my book. Yeah, you get the uh, the Funny Bones is available at funnybonesbook.com. No, excuse me. Yeah, it's funnybonesbook.com. And you can see my trailer that we filmed that's really funny. Or you can oh, it's Am so Am cute. Yeah, Amazon.com, barnesandnoble.com, and booksamillion.com. And all proceeds from every book sold is going to the Laughter Saves Lives Foundation. So, Ooh, uh, so yeah, so it's a nonprofit charity helps first responders that have been injured while risking their lives. It started after 9-11. And it's a great organization and it, it includes firemen, paramedics, and all branches of the military. So the laughter and all the snorts that you get that's going to give you healing uh, effects is going to help people that have a hard time smiling. So it's funnybonesbook.com. And uh, yeah, so again, it's like, it's so funny how I used to say, it's just the price of a pizza. It's 30 years of my life. Isn't it worth it? And people say, no, no, doc, pizza's gone up. This is half the price of a pizza. I'm like, whoa, I don't eat, I don't eat pizza. I didn't know. I'm like, okay. So for half the price of a pizza, you get to help some people out in need and get some good giggles and laughs. Oh, it's phenomenal. I'm so glad you came on the show. And I know you're busy, but my door is always open anytime you want to come back and I'll be reaching out as well. Yeah, reach and out. Let's get you on the show as well. That'd be great. Yes, I would love Fantabulous. that. Fabulous. Yes. And if people want to follow me, they can on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram at Lisa Davis MPH. Please rate, review, and subscribe and keep coming back to Health Power.